2: For all of their services, Anchor does not. Check them out today by going to http://anchor.fm slash slash and signing up for a free account. Radio Classics.
1: No television set that's made, no screen that you can find, can compare with that of radio, the theater of the mind. And now, the Typical Confusion Podcast presents another. Radio Classic. Hello?
3: Yes, this is the Falcon speaking. Oh, Grace. I'm glad you called. I'll have to cancel out tonight, Angel. I'm all jammed up. Mm Mm-hmm. Some girl I know just brought me a very unusual proposition, and I'll be hanged if I touch it.
4: (laughs)
0: The Adventures of the Falcon, starring Les Damon. You met the Falcon first in his best-selling novels. Then you saw him in his thrilling motion picture series. Now join him on the air when the Falcon solves... The Case of the Talented Twins. now, the case of the talented twins. It's late evening in New York, and a yellow convertible tears down Riverside Drive. At the wheel is George Alexander, who operates the car as though he owned the streets. Yeah, Mr. Alexander is a big operator. And the blonde alongside of him knows it.
5: You warm enough, Masha?
4: Oh, I'm fine, Mr. Alexander.
5: My friends call me George. Now, wait a on... Oh, you
4: passed it. Huh? You should have turned right on 76th. What for? Well, that's where I live.
5: Oh, I'm not taking you home, Marsha.
4: Now, really, Mr. Alexander... George. The only reason I consented to go with you was because Mr. Kemp introduced us.
5: You like singing at Mr. Kemp's club?
4: Yes, of course. What's that got to do with it? It's got everything
5: to do with sweethearts? sweetheart. I own the joint. Oh. Sure. Whose idea do you think it is for Kemp to give you a job in the first place?
4: I didn't know. Well,
5: any time you don't know something, Marsha... You just ask George. He's got all the answers.
4: Well, if you don't mind, Mr. George, I'd like to go home. Really, I've got a splitting headache. That's
5: okay. I have my boy fix you up something at my place. Why don't you sit a little closer?
4: I'm perfectly comfortable over here. No, nice. oh. it's
5: too far away. Please,
4: Mr. Alexander, you better look where you're going.
5: <laughs> Come on, Marsha, be sociable. What, but you want to sit there all look by... out! The... Huh?
4: You're going to hit that man! Hut right up. You're not going to leave him lying there. Why not? He may be dead.
5: And we can't do him any good.
4: Let me out. Oh.
5: Get your hand up that door, Marsha. Oh. Hey. I'll let you go when I'm good and ready. And I'm not ready yet.
6: Looking for a Michael Waring.
3: Well, you've come to the right place.
6: Are you the one they call the Falcon?
3: When they can't think of anything worse. Come on in, Miss uh... Uh,
6: Davis. Ruth Davis. Sit down. Thanks.
3: Now, what can I do for you?
6: I'm not quite sure. Did you happen to notice an item in this morning's paper about a man being killed in a hit and run accident last night? Yes. That man was my father.
3: Oh, I'm sorry.
6: I want you to find the driver of that car.
3: Why? Well,
6: isn't that obvious? That man murdered my dad. He murdered him just as surely as if he used a gun. I don't care what it costs. You
3: should, Angel. I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that anything you invest in a case like this, it'd be money thrown down the sewer. As I recall, the police don't have a single lead. Oh, yes,
6: they do. There was a man named Arthur Crane who witnessed the accident. He might know more than he's told them.
3: What makes you think so?
6: Call it a woman's intuition.
3: You know that's greatly overrated.
6: Maybe, but there's no harm in trying. Mm-hmm.
3: What did you say this witness's name was again?
6: Arthur Crane.
3: Arthur Crane. All right, Angel. I'll do what I can. <laughs> Here it is, Artie. Uh Alexander George, Real Estate, 1792, Belmore. It's uh, Elwood 06742.
1: Wonder if that's the right Alexander. Well, it has to be.
3: Didn't the license bureau tell you that was the name of the party who owned the car? Yep. Well, it's the only
2: George Alexander in the book.
1: All right, hand me the phone. What's that number again?
2: Uh, Elwood 06742.
1: See who that is, will you? you? Expecting anyone? Nope. Too early for Jack to drop around.
3: Just a second. Yeah. You want the Crane? No. Well, is he in? Who is it, Pete? Uh, it's some guy who wants to see you. How do you do, Mr. Crane? How do you do? My name is Mike Waring. I'm a private detective. Private detective? Yeah, at the moment I'm
1: working for Ruth Davis.
3: Who? Ruth Davis. She's the daughter of the man who was killed last night in that hit-and-run accident.
1: Oh, oh well, sit down, won't you? Pete. See if we got any beer on ice. Yeah. Uh, don't bother, Mr... Uh, uh,
3: Jordan, Pete Jordan, and it's no bother at all.
1: Yeah, go on, Pete. Now, uh, what can I do for you, Warren? Well, according
3: to the police blotter, you were the one who discovered Davis's body after the accident.
1: That's right. I was coming home from a club date. Club date? Mm-hmm. I'm a musician. Right. I play piano with a small combo around town. Mm-hmm. Well, go on. Well, just as so I got out of the subway, I saw this guy Davis laying in the gutter. What time was that? Oh, it must have been around uh, quarter past three... First, I thought it was just some stew bum, you know. I saw that briefcase under his arm, then I realized it must have been an accident. You couldn't have gotten there much after it happened. That's what the cops told me.
3: You didn't notice any sign of a car around?
1: Nope. There couldn't have been too many cars out of that hour. This is very important to my client. Look, Waring, if there was any way I could possibly help you, I'd be glad to. Any driver who pulls a stunt like that ought to get it in the neck. Yeah, sure, but uh, you can't tell me any more than you have, huh? Not a thing. I'm sorry. I wish I could.
3: Well, here's your beer, gents. I'm afraid I'll have to ask for a rain check,
1: Jordan. You going already? Yeah, I got to. But uh, I'll leave my card. If you think of anything... Just leave it to me, Waring. If I think of anything, I'll know what to do. (laughs) Yeah? Is Mr. George Alexander around? Who wants to know? My name is Artie Crane, but uh, I don't think it'll mean much to him. Just say I'd like to talk to him about a yellow Buick convertible. You what? Tell him I admire his taste in cars. You're nuts. Mr. Alexander doesn't own any convertible. That's not what the license bureau told me. Uh, Maybe you better come in, Buster. Yeah, maybe I better. Sit down. I'll get Alexander. Hey, that's a nifty-looking piano he's got there. Mind if I try it? Just so
6: you don't break it. That's
3: very pretty, mister.
1: You like?
5: Yeah. What do you call it?
1: I've got those gimme, gimme blues. A very original title. I'm a very original guy, Mr. Alexander. How so? Well, 99 guys out of 100 who know what I know would have spilled everything to the cops. But not you, huh? Mm-mm. Little Artie knows when to keep his mouth shut. For instance... Keep out of this, Vince. Go on, Crane. Well, for instance, last night I was coming home late and I saw Carr car bowl over some character who was crossing the street. Fortunately, I had enough presence of mind to copy down the license number. And you think this car belongs to me? Mm Mm-hmm. You're wrong. Okay. I'm perfectly willing to leave it to Mike Waring. The Falcon? That's right. He's working for the daughter of the poor slob who got hit. He was around to see me this afternoon, wanted to know if I could help him. And you told him? Not a thing. I thought I could help you more. How much more? About $10,000 worth? Why, you dirty little. Uh, let go.
0: Should I let throw him out? Or calm or? yourself, Vince. Don't be so free with your hands. You Mr. shouldn't Mr. blame
1: him, Marty. Vince never liked back. Yeah, uh, well, that little pushing around is going to cost you another five, Alexander. What? Take it easy, Vince. You'd think the money was coming out of your pocket.
5: So now you want $15,000, eh,
1: Artie? Otherwise, I go straight to Warings and from there to the cops. Well, I wouldn't want you to make such a trip on my account. Then you better get it up.
5: Okay, Adi, you leave it to me. I'll take care of you. When I get through, I bet you don't complain.
0: Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. Two hours have passed since Artie Crane made his little call on Mr. Alexander. Now we find Mike making a call of his own. Only his isn't nearly as successful.
6: So when you come right down to it, Mr. Waring, you've made no progress at all.
0: Well, I
3: could give you a big song and dance, Ruth.
6: No, thanks. I'm in no mood for entertainment.
3: You see, the truth of the matter is I'm stymied. The only potential witness we had was this musician, Artie Crane.
6: And he couldn't tell you anything?
3: Well, not a single solitary thing. Wait a minute. What's the matter? That briefcase your father was carrying...
6: That won't help you. They found it clear across the street where it was knocked by the car.
3: Well, if it was knocked there by the... Say that again. Why? This Artie Crane character told me he realized that it wasn't some drunk sleeping it off when he noticed the briefcase under your father's arm. What's
6: wrong with that?
3: He just said it, Angel. The car sent that briefcase flying. If Crane saw it under your father's arm, it could only have been while your father was alive. Then
6: Crane was lying. That he was. Well, you think
3: I think I ought to have another little talk with that boy. Oh.
6: Let's
3: see if we can get him up here.
6: He won't suspect anything?
3: Not if it's put to him the right way.
6: Well, what are you telling me?
2: Now
3: don't you worry, Ruth. I'll add Liv something. Hello. Uh, hello, I'd like to speak to Artie Crane, please. Who wants him? Mike Waring.
2: Well, Artie isn't here. Is
3: this Pete Jordan?
2: No, Pete isn't here either.
3: Well, where is everybody?
2: Changing plans, you might try the morgue. Hello, you still there, mister?
3: Yeah, I'm just waiting for the top right. Ra- hey, wait a minute. Is this Sergeant Corbett?
2: Sure is, Mike.
3: All right, Corbett. Give it to me gently. Who did what to whom?
2: Well, the whom is your friend Artie Crane. The what was a half dozen slugs through his head. As far as the who is concerned, we got no idea. Have you, Mr. Waring?
0: Okay, okay, I'm coming.
3: Hello, Pete. Oh, hi, Mr. Waring. Well, I drop around and redeem that rain check. Rain check? I asked for one the last time I was here. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess you heard about Artie. Mm-hmm. That his piano? Yeah. To think he'll never touch it again. Just how good was he on it? Oh, you can have the Duke and Count Basie. I'd have taken Artie any time. You a musician, too? Yeah, but I wasn't in his class. I I used to sing a little. Oh. Well, how about an audition? What do you mean? Well, you never can tell, Pete. I may want to sponsor you. So let's hear how well you do in the voice department. Who killed Artie? Now, look, you can't talk to me like that. Come on, pigeon, sing. <laughs> I, I did. Ouch. I wouldn't try that. If Your big brother was around. Let me go. Not before we have a soul. <laughs> now, who killed Artie? How should I know? You should, if anyone would. Who had it in for him? No one.
6: Everybody liked him.
3: Uh-huh. So one of his admirers pumped six slugs into his face, so even his own mother wouldn't recognize him. Incidentally, how did you? There wasn't a thing on the body.
0: Well, I, I found him he here.
3: Might have been a visitor from Mars.
0: Yeah, but he had a, a flag tattooed on his shoulder.
3: Patriot, no less Who was the hit-and-run driver who killed Davis? I don't know what you mean You yeah, should do, Pete Artie must have told you everything He saw the car that killed Davis No, know he didn't You know, you won't look so good singing without those dazzling white teeth Well? There's a fellow named Alexander Does this fellow have a first name? George George? Jo- you mean Arthur tried to shake down George Alexander? You know him? Well enough to realize that Artie made a serious mistake trying it Let's hope we all profit by his example.
5: That's you, Vince? Yeah. How you make out?
0: Just look. All right, beautiful. Inside. Stop that! Inside.
5: Hello, Masha.
4: You're not going to get away with this, Mr. Alexander.
5: I told you my friends called me George. You want
0: to be my friend, huh? No. No. You're fooling. Sit
5: down, baby.
4: You can't keep me here. You
0: can't keep me here. You can't do this. You can't do that. Why don't you give that tongue a rest? All right,
5: that's enough, Vince. <laughs> Marsha and me, we understand each other. Well, don't we, sweethearts? What do you want? I just want to make sure you didn't tell anybody about our little
0: ride left. Get it, Vince. What about Marsha? What's
5: the matter? Can a gentleman invite a lady up to his apartment? After all, we got you for a chaperone.
0: All right, all right. Hold your horses, will you? Hello,
3: is George Oh, I see
0: he is. Wait a minute, Buster, not so fair.
3: It's
5: okay, Vince. This is the pork, and he's an old friend of mine.
3: Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. I... Oh, I beg your pardon. Am I interrupting something? No. Masha, meet my girl. How do you do? Well, generally I do all right, but I see George does even better. <laughs> Cute kid, eh? Yes, indeedy.
4: Well, if you gentlemen are through discussing me, I'll say goodnight.
3: Hold it,
5: sister. Huh. He's got to hypnotize Vince just thought maybe I want to tell you something. It's okay, Marsh. I'll give you a call later.
4: All right, George.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you wish you were in my shoes, am I?
3: Hardly, George. I wouldn't care to face a murder rap. I'm afraid I don't understand you, Wally. Well, it stems from the manslaughter charge. Manslaughter? Mm-hmm. For killing Ralph Davis with your car last night. You know, Mr. D.A. could tell this story very effectively... It's got a wonderful moral, how one crime leads to another. Now, the opening scene would show you driving along. Get out. But... Well, you might let me finish, George. It's got great dramatic
0: possibilities. You heard him. Get out. Who's this little Sir Echo? If you're not out of here by the time, I can't through.
5: You mean
3: you're not interested in how my little script ends?
0: No. And you keep up like this,
5: Mike. And you won't be around for the end. <laughs>
6: what happened after that
3: that's all there was Ruth
6: you mean you know who killed my father and you let him go
3: I mean he let me go
6: he bought you off
3: no 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 wait a minute oh, ain't you
6: sure I was a fool not to see it before well we'll see what the police think now ah, about... sit down oh
3: you listen to me Ruth I walked out on Alexander because there wasn't a thing I could do
6: you know he ran over my father
3: yeah, sure I do But where's our evidence There isn't any way I could tie it to him. The only witness was murdered. Well... Well, what?
6: You know he murdered Arthur Crane.
3: Can you prove that?
6: Well, it stands to reason... Look,
3: Angel, you can build as good a case against several other people.
6: Uh, Who, for example?
3: For example, you. What? Sure. You knew Artie Crane could identify the man who killed your father. And when he refused to give you any information, you murdered him.
6: That's the most ridiculous piece of...
4: Yes. Mr. Waring? That's right. My name's Marshall. I don't know if you'll remember me.
3: Oh, you underestimate your charms, Marsha. You're the kind of a girl my kind of man could never forget.
4: Well, I'd like to talk to you.
3: Well, what would be the point? I thought you were a close friend of Alexander's.
4: Well, I was in his car last night. The what? Yes, he was taking me home when he killed that man. Where are you now? At the place where I work. It's called the Tick-Tock Club. When can I expect you?
3: Just open your door, Angel. I'm practically there now. <laughs>
2: Come on,
0: you creep. Snap into it. We haven't got all night. The show goes on in a few Yeah, what do you want, mister?
3: Where's Marsha West's dressing room?
0: The first one on your left. This one here? Yeah, that's right. I don't keep her too long. She's on in
4: ten
3: minutes. Come on, girls. Don't
5: stand
0: up. To... Marsha? Marsha? She ain't here, wearing.
3: What?
5: No, just stay like you are, for. A
3: Lock the door, Vince. All right, where is she, George? Very soon. Marcia. She called me from here not more than fifteen minutes ago. You sail, Vince? Was it uh, that old hag with the mop? You boys ought to try television. That's a great act you've got there. I'm glad you like it.
5: What did Marsha tell you on the phone? Who?
3: Don't be smart. And I just wanted to show you that two could play that game.
5: What'd you tell him?
3: Enough. You know, I wouldn't
0: need much excuse to paste you one right now, Buster, so don't tempt me.
3: What do you say, Mike? I say you boys aren't very smart. There are a dozen people out there. And they all work for me. Just start talking, pal.
1: Oh. Why, you... Careful, chum.
5: Now, why you want to knock him down for Vince? <laughs> you only got to pick him up again.
0: That's all right, Alex. I'm in very good shape. I can keep this up all night. Oh.
2: beauty. I didn't even have to kiss you to wake you up. Huh? Yeah. This isn't the princess palace It's Bellevue Hospital. Uh, no kidding. Okay, Mike. Who slugged you? First I want to know where you found me, Sergeant. On West 8th Street. How did I get down there? I can tell you one thing. I don't think you made it on foot. Someone must have given me a lift.
3: Oh, A character named Vince working at the behest of George Alexander.
2: What did they want to do that for?
3: Because Alexander was the one who drove the car that killed Ralph Davis last
2: night. Last night. Well, isn't this Sunday? Where have you been? Don't bother answering, I know. All right, all right. What day is it? Monday. Monday? Holy
3: smoke. Where's Marsha? Who? Marsha West. She was in the car when Alexander killed Davis. Did
2: she tell you that?
3: Yes, and I wouldn't be surprised if she knew all about the Arty Crane killing, too. Is that tied up with this? Definitely. You see, Crane tried to blackmail Alexander,
2: and Not if he. Not so fast. Can you prove that?
3: Oh, no, I can't hear, Corbett. So let's go where I can. <laughs>
0: Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. A half hour has passed since Mike Waring set out with Sergeant Corbett to try to tie the case together. Their destination, the apartment of George Alexander.
5: You're a pretty sick man, Waring. You don't know what you're saying. It's no use, George. We've got all the evidence we need. Right, Sergeant? Right. So why don't I hear from the district attorney?
3: You will shortly. You're still bluffing, Mike. Admit it. All right, then how do I know you paid off to Artie Crane? You know? Yes, and I can prove it.
2: How about that, Mr. Alexander?
5: Well, you see, it's like this, Sergeant. It was no shakedown. I gave Artie the money.
3: Oh. Because you were impressed by his musical talents and wanted to see him further his career?
5: Why, Mike, you take the words right out of my mouth. Oh, no. Something wrong?
3: You don't think the DA will buy that? Why not?
5: If it's okay for me to help young ladies interested in musical careers, why not young men?
2: Sounds logical. Oh, come on, Corbett, be smart. You don't believe that? I didn't say I did. I just said it sounded logical. That's all I ask. Where's Vince? Why? I want to talk to him.
3: You're
5: going to have a long wait. Vince leaves town Friday night.
3: Friday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose that was his double who bounced me around backstage at the TikTok club on Saturday.
5: I don't know what you're talking about.
3: Yeah, sure. Next you'll say you never heard of a girl named Marsha West. Of course I have. Oh, sweethearts. Sweetheart. Me, George. Marsha. Is this the girl you mean? All right, never mind the act, George. Listen, Marsha. This is Sergeant Corbett. I want you to tell him everything. Everything? Yes, beginning with your call to me on Saturday night.
4: My call to you? Don't you remember? I don't see how I could be expected to, Mr. Waring, seeing this is the first time we've met. What? But it's been a real pleasure. Let's do it again sometime.
2: You know, Mike, maybe we ought to go back to the hospital. It's not a bad place. They got a couple of good-looking nurses there. Okay, okay, so I'm nuts, Sergeant. They just humor me a couple of minutes more. I still don't see what you're going to accomplish with Pete Jordan. I tell you, he knows that Arnie Crane went to see Alexander. That still don't prove anything. Crane could have gone to see Alexander for a million reasons. Well, suppose Pete's willing to swear that he... Yeah?
3: Well, if it isn't the gay troubadour. Hello, Pete, remember me? Now, look, Waring, I'm busy. Yeah, sure I... you are. This won't take much of your time. Didn't Crane tell you he saw the car that killed Ralph Davis in that accident? Well, uh... Well, didn't he?
2: Yeah. Get your coat, Jordan. We're going downtown. Uh,
3: now, don't rush him, Sergeant. You might break the spell. As long as Pete's in the mood for singing, maybe he'll be willing to croon you something else. I told you everything I know. Not quite. There's one song you forgot. The one that goes, I killed my best friend, and am I sorry?
2: What are you talking about?
3: The murder of Artie Crane. You know enough about that to give us a complete chorus. So start singing, Pigeon. (laughs) Well, girls, that's the whole story. Alexander goes up for manslaughter and Pete Jordan for murder. Any questions?
4: I have one, Mike. So have I. Uh,
3: I think Marsha was first, Ruth. All right, go on, Marsha.
4: Well, first, I think I owe you an explanation.
3: Yes, I wouldn't be surprised.
4: Well, Alexander made me say I didn't know you. He and Vince caught me phoning you that night.
3: Yes, I figured as much. I was
4: afraid of what he might do, not only to me, but to you. Well? I thought she had a question to ask. Oh, well, all I wanted to know is what made you suspect Pete Jordan.
3: Very simple thing, Angel. As you recall, when the police found Artie, there was nothing on him. So? So the question arises, Ruth. What happened to the hush money Alexander paid him? I don't get it. But I pulled one bluff on Alexander that worked. The only reason he admitted giving money to Artie was that he thought I could prove he did.
6: And you couldn't?
3: No, because there was no money found on the body. And it stood to reason that Alexander and Vince didn't remove it. Otherwise, they would have known I was bluffing. So, I figured maybe this was just a plain, everyday murder for money.
4: And once you realized that, it was just a matter of picking out the only party who had the opportunity.
3: That's right, and that gave me Pete Jordan. But I'll tell you one thing this business taught me. What? Never take a case where two beautiful women are involved. Makes for complications.
6: <laughs> How so?
3: Well, it's too much of a good thing. You know the old saying two's company, three's a crowd.
6: You've got a
4: point there, Ruth. He certainly has. No,
3: oh, no, no, don't fight. I'm sure we can settle this peaceably.
4: I'm sure we can. That's the spirit.
3: Now, how are we going to work it?
4: That's easy. Mm-hmm. Good, Good night, night, Mr. Waring. <laughs>